Hey everybody, it is September 7th. Welcome to another episode of Prosody Monstrosity, a Cracked Liberty production. We're just going to cut to the chase today and talk about things that I believe need to be talked about in regards to possible ways to experience more joy, elevated, vibrational, peaceful, content, happiness, um, less suffering, less depression, if not completely eliminating depression. Um, By depression, I mean having no feeling. Uh, How to reduce anxiety. Anxiety is too much feeling when everything's just dialed up too high. Um, how to be balanced, uh, even keel, more joyful. So some of this conversation is going to be about, uh, nutrients, vitamins, and I don't want to overload this podcast with too much information. I just want to touch on some of the uh, basics, the fundamentals, the things that seem to be common denominators that maybe uh, if you already know of, you have kind of dropped the ball, forgotten about, lost the consistency in uh, utilizing these things. And we're just going to get right to it. The very first thing I want to talk about is uh, magnesium. Magnesium is a metal. It's mined. There are open pit mines that when they are mining for gold and silver and copper and cobalt and titanium and things like that, uh, magnesium is one of the metals that is being mined. Uh, it is, I'm going to forgive me if I talk about some things, maybe in not the most accurate scientific terms. Uh, so I'm just shooting from the hip right now. If I refer to something in not the most scientific or clinically accurate way, forgive me, but just to paint a broad picture of magnesium, it is a metal. Uh, Because it's a metal, it's not easy for the body to assimilate. It's not easy for the body to assimilate. Uh, When we drink, say, soda out of a soda can, uh, the soda can is metal, (laughs) and the liquid inside is, is sugar and water and, you know, things like that. So, uh the contents inside the metal are easy to assimilate while the metal isn't. So the metal is carrying the liquid for a good reason, because the metal is uh, more stable, more solid. And because it's more stable and more solid, it's not easy for your body to uh, break it down and utilize it. Many people who have a magnesium deficiency, oftentimes, maybe their doctor has 
taken a blood sample and when it comes back they tell their patient hey you have a magnesium deficiency so the doctor writes up a little prescription for magnesium pills that person goes to the pharmacist to go pick up their prescription of magnesium pills but those magnesium pills they might be the size of a horse tranquilizer it might look like a piece of chalk broken in half big old huge horse pill that's difficult to swallow you might be taking a version of magnesium that is not able to even be assimilated by the body. So you might be swallowing these huge magnesium horse pills. You might know you're magnesium deficient, but your body might not be assimilating that version. Now, I am not pushing or selling any products here. Anything I talk about, if I mention a brand, I am not making any money. I'm not getting paid. There's no conflict of interest in me mentioning a product and a brand. There are a couple magnesium uh, products out there from a couple different companies that I know about. Uh, one of them, you'll see it in, in places like Natural Grocers and Whole Foods. You can order it offline, probably off Amazon, etc., it's called Magnesium Calm, and Calm is written in big letters, C-A-L-M, Calm. Magnesium Calm. That is a version that's very easily uh, assimilated. Okay, so if you go out and buy a container of Calm, you'll see different varieties. You'll see flavored versions, raspberry, lemon, uh, unflavored. I like to just buy the unflavored version uh, you can buy a container of it for probably $20 and it'll last you a year, two years, three years, four years. It'll last you a long time. One container, $20 will last you a long time. Um, there is so much to say about magnesium that I could do an entire podcast just on magnesium. Right now we're scratching the surface. If your magnesium levels are not up to where they should be, if they're not optimal... If your magnesium levels are not up, you cannot absorb other things. You won't be able to assimilate protein, vitamin C, D, vitamin uh, D3, C, protein, B, all these things. If your magnesium levels are not up to par, you will not be able to assimilate other things. Some things I just want to say about magnesium is because it's metal, your body your nervous system is an electrical system. Your heartbeat is electrical. It's mysterious. No doctor knows why your heartbeat is beating. They don't know where that electricity is coming from, where the source of it is, which is pretty mystical and profound. So your heartbeat is beating. It's an electrical uh, pulse. It's an electrical vibration, an electrical pulse. And then that electricity is your nervous system. Your nervous system is that real fast, you know, if something startles you, if someone jumps out to scare you from behind the door and you react, boom, like lightning bolt reaction. If a rattlesnake is in the path and you're walking down the path, your nervous system will cause you to jump away from that rattlesnake bigger and farther than you could have if you, if you thought about it. It'll just, it'll just be like a lightning bolt reaction That lightning bolt reactivity is electrical. It's like a lightning bolt of electricity. Magnesium, in some ways, allows for that electrical system 
to have uh, a grid or a network, uh, a, a way to ground. You know how an electrical system is grounded into the earth? The magnesium is allowing for, imagine you're drinking this magnesium beverage and it's over time building up in your system to an optimal level. It's sort of like having uh, copper wires inside a car or inside a home. And then that magnesium is allowing for your system to ground. It's allowing for your system to um, dissipate. Uh, It's allowing the whole nervous system to run smoother and more optimally. And if things are running smoother and more optimally, then you're more even keel and you feel better and you're then creating a positive feedback loop where now you're assimilating the other things that are making you run more even keel and smoother. So magnesium is like extremely foundational in being one of the major building blocks that's allowing everything else in your body to run more smoothly and optimally. Your nervous system, that electrical system, is like a layer underneath all the other systems because you have this skeletal system, which is your bones and cartilage and and uh, bone marrow. And, and so you've got this whole skeletal system. You also have a circulatory system, which is your blood pumping through your veins and arteries. You have a... Uh, and capillaries and all that kind of stuff. Uh, your uh, endocrine system is your chemical system. We already mentioned the nervous system. All of these things are working in tandem and harmony. They're woven in and dovetailed together, and each one relies on the other. Each one is uh, working in tandem or in a symbiosis or a dynamic uh, with each other. They all work in harmony. So the magnesium is helping everything to be more harmonious. And then there's a million other things we can say about that magnesium is that, let's say you really, you have a lot of phlegm build up in your chest from a cough that just won't seem to go away. Very often, if you drink a nice warm mug of some of that dissolved magnesium calm like you're drinking a hot beverage of tea but it's a little diluted magnesium water hot water that magnesium is a cleaner it's kind of like a it's something that cleans and um breaks things like phlegm and plaque it's like a it's like a type of um scrubber you know you can brush your teeth with it you can drink a warm beverage of it and it's going to break up plaque and mucus. It's going to clean you out. It's going to allow the gunk to get out of your system. Uh, so magnesium is a, uh, call it a superfood, a super nutrient, super mineral. We probably used to get more of it in our diet uh, through all sorts of uh, things like if we were drinking water out of the creek, you know, if a creek is running down the side of the mountain, there's all sorts of metal embedded in the rocks 
copper and gold and silver and uh, if we if we were living more ripe like on a riparian environment and drinking creek water every day and stuff we would have been getting a lot more magnesium in our system uh, generally speaking most of us it's low the way magnesium deficiency often symptomizes is people complain of chronic headaches chronic fatigue chronic exhaustion chronic migraines uh, pain in their eyes eye migraines poor vision uh if you have proper magnesium levels generally speaking your hair fingernails and skin will grow uh stronger softer more pliable healthier once you increase your magnesium levels your whole uh skeletal skeletal system uh endocrine system electrical system skin hair nails everything will then symptomize where you're seeing that things are growing better more smoothly more abundantly fingernails stronger healthier teeth stronger and healthier skin hair vision stronger healthier uh go buy yourself buy yourself some of that magnesium calm i caution you and warn you don't overdo it. If you overdo it, you'll have diarrhea. So follow the instructions on the bottle. Slowly build up your tolerance. If you want to add a little bit more than the bottle recommends, just build your tolerance up. Um, less is more. Less goes a long way. Just be consistent with it. Build it up over time. Uh, when you look at the ingredient, uh, when you look at the uh, dosage on the bottle, just stick with that. Uh, the way I do it is I take a mug, I boil water separately, so in a tea kettle. I put magnesium in a mug, let's say a quarter teaspoon. I add, let's say, half of an inch of cold water, filtered water. Then I boil water in the tea kettle and I add that boiled water to that little bit of cold water that already has the magnesium in it. And it creates this effervescent fizz. It'll like bubble and fizz really dramatically. And once that fizzing simmers down, then I sip that hot beverage. And that hot water will make that magnesium even more able to be assimilated in your body. It'll dissolve it into something soluble that can just absorb in really easy and it's called magnesium calm for a reason it'll just make you feel more calm and calm a synonym of calm is peace contentment joy relaxed able to fall asleep able to not get so triggered by things able to have peace of mind relaxed body softness in your in your being so magnesium is a game changer and most people have low magnesium levels let's next talk about vitamin d3 there's really two types of d vitamin d2 d3 and i'm not going to try to get all into the technicalities and science of what the differences of those are i think I might be wrong. I think vitamin D3 is a hormone. I think it's a hormone. We call it vitamin, but I think it's a hormone. Uh, 
vitamin D3 levels, most people in the world, I would say almost everybody, has low D3. One of the reasons why is that even if you're buying organic food and filtering your water, Monsanto's glyphosate, that horrible, uh, that horrible skull and bones death knell uh, marketed as Roundup, that, that chemical glyphosate, which is one of the most mass, uh, massively used toxic chemicals sprayed all over our food sources all over the world, uh, it's everywhere because through evaporation, we have water evaporating up into clouds and then clouds rain on, on the next town over. Uh, glyphosate is able to evaporate and go up into the clouds and rain. So we're basically getting rained on by glyphosate. So even if you're growing an organic garden, your organic garden has glyphosate in it. Every jar of honey you buy has glyphosate in it. Every single food, every time you take a shower, every time you bathe, every time you swim in a lake, in the ocean, everywhere has glyphosate in it. It's so rampant that it's everywhere. And glyphosate, what glyphosate does to the plant, it also does to you. When you spray glyphosate on a plant, it makes the photosynthesis an impossibility for that plant. That plant can no longer absorb the sun. And the sun used to be where we humans got our vitamin D from. But our bodies no longer are doing this whole thing. We as humans don't have photosynthesis. But we as humans have something similar. It's a similar process of the sun being transformed into hormones. Well, long story short, because we all have glyphosate in our bodies constantly now, our bodies no longer can do this whole hormonal vitamin D3 thing. They, it can't convert the D2 into D3 anymore. And that D3 is what used to give us joy, uh, the ability to digest food, the ability to sleep easily at night, to rest, the ability to have energy during the day. Uh, D3, similar to magnesium, was a foundational hormonal thing that gave us better vision, elevated mood, ability to digest food, ability to sleep, uh, and all sorts of other things. It's like a domino effect, right? So if you're feeling more optimal, if your vision is better and you're seeing more clear, then you're living more in clarity and you're living less in anxiety, less depression, all these things. So D3 oftentimes is the antidote to depression and everybody has low d3 levels d3 is like your foundational hormone to having a healthy immune system uh, vitamin d3 you can buy it at pretty much any health food store um, try to find it where it's from natural sources you know it's not some synthetic chemical version try to find it where it's sourced naturally um, so D3, uh, dosage, just buy a bottle of it. Look at what the recommended dosage is. Um, I think I 
I can't remember the terminology. It's called like ICUs or IUs or something. I think I take 2,000 or 2,500 IUs or ICUs. I can't remember the thing. Um, do your own research on that. Um, get your D3 levels up to par. You don't want to take too much of it. I think if you take too much of it, it can make your body overreactive with like calcium uh, deposits and things like that. So you don't want to overdo it, but you definitely don't want it low. Find out. Do your own research of what, what the optimal level of D3 is. I oftentimes forget to take it, just like I forget to take magnesium, etc., etc. Um, if you forgot to, just get back on that horse. Get that vitamin D3 in you. Um, let's see, what else? Some other things I'm just going to touch upon. Gelatin, collagen. Those are things you might want to consider looking into and adding gelatin powder, collagen powder. I like adding those things to my coffee in the morning uh, or to a smoothie, stuff like that. Um, that's going to help hair, nails, skin, cartilage, your joints. Um, what are some other big game changers I just want to quickly talk about? Oh, vitamin C. We used to get a lot of vitamin C in our diet because most of our vitamin C, believe it or not, used to be consumed when we ate the organs of animals, their liver, their kidneys, their heart, their pancreas, etc. We don't really ever eat animal organs anymore. Hunters do. A lot of hunters do, but us average folk, when we go to the grocery store, it's hard to find organs from animals, liver and stuff like that. <clears throat> the vitamin C levels in our bodies used to be very high because we were eating animal organs. Now our vitamin C levels are very low. And the uh, FDA and the CDC and all the, the quote-unquote experts, the trust the science people, their recommendations of vitamin C generally are way too low. I recommend that you could go as high as 6,000 mg's, milligrams, 6,000 milligrams per day. Now, do your own research. Don't take my advice. I'm not the expert. I'm not in a, uh, you know, I could probably get sued for like giving advice. I'm not giving advice. Do your own research. But you can take more than the recommended dosage. And I want to give you a humongous caution. Listen up. Do not take the ascorbic acid version of vitamin C. Do not take the ascorbic acid version of vitamin C. If you're buying your vitamin C from like Walmart or Kroger's or CVS or Walgreens, any of these big box store grotesque, call call them like the valley of death, uh, chain stores if you're buying your vitamin c from those kind of places you're probably taking ascorbic acid which will eat your bones it will dissolve your cartilage it will dissolve you from the inside out it will dissolve your skeletal system it'll dissolve your teeth do not take ascorbic acid sadly a lot of our food if you're buying canned goods bottled goods when you look at the ingredients, you'll oftentimes see ascorbic acid 
being used as a food preservative and it's not good for you. Ascorbic acid is dissolving your bones and your teeth. So avoid that ascorbic acid. Definitely don't be taking it as a supplement disguised as vitamin C. Buy gentle versions of vitamin C. There's one out there called ester C. Ester C comes from things like rose hips and hibiscus flowers and, you know, citrus fruits, things like that. Find a vitamin C that is sourced from gentle. Do your research. Do not take ascorbic acid vitamin C. Find the varieties of vitamin C that are gentle on the stomach lining, uh, gentle on the bones, gentle gentle on the digestive system. There's a product called Ester C. There's other versions of gentle vitamin C out there that are from natural sources and they are not ascorbic acid. Do your research, but vitamin C is obviously key for, for uh, all sorts of reasons. Your immune system, uh, your um, mitochondria, the health of each cell of your body. It's kind of like adding a little uh, packet of energy to each cell. People out there drinking that shit called emergency, that's an example of them drinking ascorbic acid. It's terrible for you. Don't be drinking those packets of emergency. That's ascorbic acid. Do not drink that shit. Protein levels, a lot of people don't know about proper protein levels. If you're an athlete... And if you're into health and fitness and you're doing a lot of burning of calories and all that because you live an active lifestyle, you need, here's how, how it can be explained. You've got to look at the grams of protein you're getting into your body. And you want to just do a quick, easy, uh, this is an easy way to understand it. Let's say you are 150 pounds. If you're 150 pounds, Convert that 150 pounds and just now call it grams. If you're 150 pounds and if you're athletic, you need to eat 150 grams of protein in order to maintain your body mass, your density. If you're not eating the grams per pounds, I'm about 170 pounds. When I'm living really actively, which I'm currently not, I'm living a lot more like easy, mellow hikes and stuff. But if I'm doing a lot more activity stuff, lifting weights, rock climbing, kayaking, riot, you know, running, blah, blah, blah. If you're living a really active lifestyle, how many pounds you are, shift that over to the grams. So if I'm 170 pounds, I need to eat 170 grams of protein per day. I could get into the nuances of how, how, I, how I do that because it's a lot. Um, but if you want to maintain body mass, you have to do that. If you want to increase body mass, you need to up those grams of protein. That's the other thing I'm just going to say real scratch the surface style. Do your own research, uh, etc. I want to just quickly talk about some lifestyle things. The bed you're sleeping on is important. We spend a third of our life in bed. I say this with a little caution. If your life doesn't have a lot of stress in it, 
if you're just doing life and it's not a lot of stressful and you don't have a lot of metal fillings in your mouth and you don't have like a lot of stress regarding money and relationship and all that stuff, stress is the number one killer. If you're not super stressed out, you could pretty much sleep on anything. It doesn't matter. If you have other health things going on and your body's stressed out because of metal fillings and relationship problems and shitty job and crappy neighbors and air pollution, blah, 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 you want to make sure your bed is not one of the toxins that's adding to your stress. The healthiest thing you can sleep on, I'm going to cut to the chase, upholstery foam. You can buy, say, five inch thick or four inch thick medium or hard density upholstery foam. If you were to buy that, you can order it in a twin size, queen size, king size uh, mattress. If you buy it and it arrives all shrunk wrap in the mail, put it out in the sun for a day. Let the sun just hit it with its intense radio radioactive sun rays. That sun, the UV, it'll burn all the formaldehyde out of the upholstery foam. And now you've got a nice hypoallergenic, relatively chemically neutralized thing to sleep on. And I highly recommend uh, looking at what you're sleeping on. Futons are no good. Futons are all of that cotton inside the futon isn't like the cotton you're wearing. Basically, they, they, part of cotton production is hevel, heavily used. What they use is uh, a detergent to clean that cotton from its refining process, but that detergent is gasoline. So they're using a petrochemical to clean that cotton, but then they don't clean that petrochemical out of the cotton. Really hard to do. When you're sleeping on a futon, which seems quote unquote healthy, you're just sleeping on a petrochemical, uh, it's like a petrochemical disaster you're sleeping on. Really bad for you. You're absorbing it. It's off gassing and you're absorbing it. Futons are no good. A lot of beds are no good because they have metal springs in them. You don't really want to be sleeping on a metal spring. Partly what we were talking about, your body being a uh, nervous system that is like a, it's like a, an electrical system. You don't really want your electrical current being, uh, being transmuted out of you through these metal coil springs. It's kind of like Tesla's, you know, think of Tesla not Tesla the car, but Tesla the scientist. It's it's like a conduit that's pulling the energy out of you through those metal springs, especially if you have a titanium hip or a metal plate in your head or metal fillings in your teeth. The more metal you have in you, the more that coil metal springed mattress and box springs gonna be exhausting you. Uh, other lifestyle things, your... Uh, carpets, your carpets are petrochemical, unless you have nice oriental wool carpets, which are not petrochemical. But if you have uh, just standard wall-to-wall carpets, that's petrochemical. And there again, your body can handle those toxins if you're letting your windows off gas, like opening the windows, letting that toxin out. But for the entire life of that carpet, those wall-to-wall carpets, those are off-gassing petrochemicals into your home and into your lungs, into your bloodstream. And if your life is not stressful and everything's going really well, those aren't going to really add up in your body. But if you say, uh, 
aren't living an active lifestyle, your, if your lymphatic system, that's the system we didn't even talk about with your circulatory system and endocrine system and skeletal system. We never mentioned the, the lymphatic system. The lymphatic system is what removes toxins from your body. If your lymphatic system isn't getting a chance, you have to have an active lifestyle. The lymphatic system doesn't have any pumps. You have to move it and twist it and bounce and vibrate and shake. And you got you to gotta have a real active lifestyle to have your lymphatic system clean the, all the toxins out of you. If you don't, your body's storing up toxins. So your carpets are one of the things that's just getting into your system, your bloodstream, your skeletal system. Carpets are very overlooked. How many people have wall-to-wall carpets in their home? That's causing a lot of sickness. The candles you're burning, you think that little candle is spiritual? Oh, it's a spiritual little thing. I'm going to light my candle. That's another petrochemical. Uh, And you don't want to burn, even if your candles are soy, even if they're beeswax, you don't want to be absorbing that into your lymphatic system and skeletal system and circulatory system. Knock off the candles. Stop doing the candle thing. It's like really toxic for your body. Uh, Just eliminate the candles. Garlic, I can't say it enough. Eradicate garlic and onion. Eradicate the sulfur foods. Garlic and onion are really bad for you. And partly why they're really bad for you has to do the, the same reason why glyphosate Glyphosate being in all of our bodies, I don't want to go off on this too much, but because our digestive systems and our our ability to metabolize and transmute all sorts of things, garlic and onion are causing a lot of inflammation, disease, lethargy, exhaustion, agitation, fights, uh, intensity in marriages, all that stuff. I can talk about it at length. I could do a hundred podcasts on it. People don't want to hear the truth about it, uh, but garlic is in almost everything. You go buy a jar of, uh, let's say you like your blue cheese salad dressing. I guarantee there's garlic in there. You go buy your, um, your, you go to the local food truck and buy a hamburger. I guarantee they put garlic and onion in that hamburger patty. They probably like diced it all up and put it in the hamburger patty. You go to the Chinese restaurant, it's in every single food. You go to your um, Italian restaurant, it's in every single food. If you go um, buy any kind of canned soup, uh, uh, a jar of liquid bone broth, a, a jar of pickles, garlic and onion are in everything. And it's a food preservative. And guess what? It was the vaccines before there are vaccines. They've been giving us garlic and onion to make us sick for a long time and it's the most overlooked thing that's causing the most disease it's a it's a very powerful antibiotic would you take penicillin every day it would just wreak havoc on your gut biome people are wreaking havoc on their gut biome with garlic it's making people sick agitated now if you're one of these people who don't have any stress in their life, you don't have any pollutants in your life, you're a multimillionaire who gets to go to a yoga class every day, you're like some trophy wife driving a Range Rover and, and getting all the perfect nutrients and massages and acupuncture and spending your day at the beach, you can probably eat garlic. It's probably going to be fine for you because you have no other stressors in your life and it's going to be fine. Um, most of us aren't like that. Let's see, what else real quickly? We're starting to wind it down into the biggest game changers. Um, 
I can kind of go off on like why we could look at these things through the oriental medicine lens. We could look at it through the Ayurvedic, uh, uh, you know, Indian lens. Uh, there's a lot of ways to look at these nutrients and minerals. Um, we could talk about a million other things from psilocybin to ayahuasca to cannabis to coffee to other things of like what's good and what's bad about these things. Um, I think that's a good uh, scratch the surface of sort of the most foundational things to kind of just talk about. Um, if you want to reach out, email me at my proton mail, which is three things at protonmail.com. Spell three things T H R E E T H I N G S. Three things at protonmail.com. But I would much rather see you join the Patreon. Go to www.patreon slash, sorry, www.patreon.com slash cracked liberty. Picture the cracked liberty bell. Cracked Liberty is an ongoing discussion about how to have harmony and balance of freedom within the limitations of our material body and within the limitations of this thing we call society. How do we have this undomesticated, wild, free spirit and then put that wild, free spirit, call it God, inside the material body of being an inevitably decaying, dying organism? Here's one of the things that really I just want to say to wrap this up. There's a misnomer, especially we've been hearing it in the last two and a half years of save lives. Oh, we need to save lives. That's a misnomer. You can't save lives. There's no way to save lives. You can increase uh, longevity of life, but you're not going to save life. You can deter death for a slightly longer time, but we're all inevitably dying and decaying and eroding. And just that alone is overwhelming to our emotions if we even stop and think about it for a second. So the, the things I'm sharing here are ways to optimize and soften and, and make our life more enjoyable but there's no way to save lives. That's a, that's a misnomer. That's a freaking lie and an impossibility. And everyone who's talking about saving lives, they're just outright lying. And that's just like a psychopathic thing to say because it's a lie. So what I'm trying to give at Cracked Liberty is the truth. That's what I'm trying to do. And we're trying to talk about the reality of wild, unconstrained godliness within the perimeters and parameters of an inevitably decaying and dying physical body. So join the Patreon, get in there. Once again, it's patreon.com slash cracked liberty. If you enjoyed this, share it with your peeps. All right, adios guys.